I present the following for your consideration from Better Buddies. Hello. Hello. No, no, keep going. Yeah, keep doing you don't have to do anything for the intro anyways. It's going to distract me significantly. That's fine. Oh, okay. Uh, did you act like I'm not already doing it? Looking at Amazon the whole time I recorded the show to begin with. That's fair. <laughs> so with that, welcome back to Better Buddies, now the official podcast of Amazon. Um, <laughs> I'm your paid-off host, RJ Amazon. Uh, with me tonight, we have John Amazon, Alex Amazon, and Calvin Amazon. I'm not Amazon. We've been bought by Drones Amazon. Drones are coming. Shh. Yeah, really. We're, <laughs> we're part drone now. Cool, then, wait, wait, wait. So if I'm part drone, can I drop off my own package? Yes. God damn it. This is genius. I can get everything I want. But you also have to deliver other people's packages. Oh, but, like, it's a, if I'm a drone, I'm just automated, so. Fair. You don't even have to think about it. So our better buddy's icebreaker for this week which, speaking of Amazon drones, I think is pretty appropriate. What's the most the- annoying machine you must deal with regularly, and what's annoying about it? One, printer's hands down. And yes. two, <laughs> they're, uh, they're very hard to diagnose when something's wrong. You know, I'll, I'll give that's, that's, I, uh, like, don't you just unplug it and replug it back in? <laughs> that's how you diagnose a printer? <laughs> no, no. That's every other machine. Printers are worse. I mean, with printers, though, isn't it basically just, like, the paper is jammed, you're out of ink, you're out of toner? Yeah, there's just so many moving parts that it could be one of many things. And it's not always the easiest thing in the world to determine what exactly is happening. I see. So, but yeah, working in the IT world, printers are always the least fun thing to support. Calvin, you agree with that? Printers are the bane of your existence? I don't have to really work with them, but the few times I have worked with them, I agree. What you, Alex? Printers? I don't know. I just remember that one went off our server once, and we had to try to reconnect it at work. It took us, like, four days. Wow. And then we just threw, then we just threw it out and got a new one. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Case point. Good. <laughs> Your story. <laughs> So y'all are on printers, then, as the worst machines in America. You know, sure, we'll go with printers. I was, uh, I don't know what I was thinking. What were you thinking? I, was like, I don't know, I'm trying to think. Something I have to regular, regularly deal with? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like, I don't really find technology that I have to deal with annoying. I see. So you are the god of technology, and it all just works perfectly. I mean, that, that's a good point. I don't deal with printers often anymore. But. Yeah. Actually, no, I, Google Docs. Fucking Google Sheets is the fucking worst thing in existence, because <laughs> it doesn't like to read things like Excel reads things, and it annoys the shit out of me. Oof. Excel is the best spreadsheet ever. Of all time. All time. Not any question. I'm not sure if there's even any other types of... Okay, no. Now we're looking it up. Uh, There's some other good. Well, while Alex looks up spreadsheets, my voice, my opinion on this question is my cell phone right now. 
And I know it's a me problem because I could fix it in a myriad of ways, but I just haven't. But the dang thing's battery is shot to heck. Um, stick it in the microwave for a few minutes. Ah, I've never tried that. Wait. Thanks. I thought toasting <laughs> it was the way to go. Nice and warm. Oh, yeah. Toasting it. You know that ventilation is important. <laughs> okay, crispy. Anyhow, um, updating you guys on the best spreadsheet software in 2019. This is a blog. Uh, someone wrote a blog on this. Uh, someone's very up to date in spreadsheet software. So you have uh, number one, Microsoft Excel. Number two, Google Sheets. It's because of the collaboration. Number three, LibreOffice Calc for free native spreadsheet app. I, I forget that Excel's not free. That's, eh. Yeah, <laughs> it's not great. No, it's not. It should, it should be free. Uh, Smartsheet for project management and other non-spreadsheet tasks. Quip. That one I've used. Quip. Quip. Yeah. I thought Quip was a cool. toothbrush. No, Quip is um, made by Salesforce. It's <laughs> a document management software. We used to use it at work, and we're kind of hoping to go back to it now. It's actually pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Anyhow. There, there's your uh, there's your informational hmm. of uh, spreadsheet software on the internet for your Better Buddies podcast. <laughs> go buy Excel today. <laughs> go buy Excel today. But only through Amazon. Can you even buy Excel on Amazon? Oh, God. I don't know why not. Um, I want to say no, but I also want to say yes. Here we go. All right. Let's see what uh, we found out. You can. You can buy Microsoft Office 2016 for home and student for $79 today on Amazon.com. <laughs> have they not updated? Maybe I'll buy that. Have they not put out a new version of 2016? They have, but that's the static version. Ah. So if you buy that, you have 2016 forever, or, but yeah. you have to keep it. Although I think get, it's only for one machine. You get Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and OneNote with it as well. OneNote's free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I John, have... it's a free bonus. <laughs> I have ex- I have the office from like I got it from the university because you could just like get like all the office like 360 or whatever it is and you just had to sign in with your stuff but I can still access it even though Same. it's just like mm-hmm. you don't you don't have the credentials and I'm like yes you don't have the credentials I know oh it's just like product deactivated, and it's like either enter a key or sign in, or I just click the X in the upper right corner and just continue to use it. See, I did that on my installation, and it closed the program on me. Oh, no. No, I'm like typing in it right now. It also told me I had a week to try it without buying it. See, I've never run into this. I don't know how, where, when, or why. Microsoft were, like, my Microsoft programs just keep working? It might have come with your computer. It did originally, I but I don't know what happened afterwards. It might have gotten in before they started licensing it for every year. When did they start the licensing program? Because that would have been 2015 uh, for me. Probably a while ago. It's kind of the only way to make money consistently nowadays. Yeah, we're looking at you, Photoshop. Subscriptions. Oh, man. No, don't get me started on Adobe. Oh, oh. <laughs> really, let's not talk about Adobe today. <laughs> Let's not. We want to have a fun time. <laughs> yeah, let's keep talking about Microsoft Spreadsheet. <laughs> the epitome of fun, Microsoft Excel. So, um... So, is that enough product placement for the hour? Uh, for the first 15 I minutes. I feel like ends the episode right there. <laughs> right there? That's it? All eight minutes of it? Yeah. Believe it or not, that was just our ad. We need to get our ad review because we are sponsored by both Amazon and Microsoft. We were sponsored by Microsoft. We were bought by Amazon. 
<laughs> John, if we do the if we do a server, it'll cost thirty five dollars a month, or we can use spot pricing, and it's three dollars a month. But it's what? but if you like turn off your server in between when you're not using it, and it's like might get up interrupted every now and then. Or you can do free. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to think about that. So Alex, I uh, oh Calvin, you're yeah. here for this story. You can provide another spin on uh, it. Well, for what? I finally killed oh. a PC in D and D. Did you kill like several you? You them? killed an entire party in D and D. Oh, you party wiped him? No, near party wiped. Party wiped them. Yes. Charlie lived. The party wiped themselves. Charlie lived. It's not a party wipe, even though she had Charlie one HP. Charlie lived because. Randomly, two piece or a PC and his sidekick from your previous campaign happened to show up and save us. I very pointedly well, texted Satara to see if, to see if there was a good reason why it would happen. Because the PC in the former campaign was his current PC's father. So, well, not even just that. Would Quentin who would have who would Quentin have been there for the planning, and would Clive have told Quentin about Lorax? Yeah, but there's no reason why Quentin would have then gone to Lorax to send Lorax to help us. You're ruining my story. As an outsider and a proxy for the viewers or listeners of this podcast, I have no idea what you're talking about. So, the D&D campaign I was running had four players. And they were going to, they went to an island and were going to theoretically try and overthrow an imposter... And put the rightful heir back on the throne of the island. Never got close to that. And one of the ways that they tried to get more information early on was Calvin's character went to the local uh, underworld. Crime boss. Crime boss. Oh, I, can just, I can just hear the salt and the fumes coming from Calvin's microphone right now. Yeah. Just, it wasn't my fault. You'll I learn. blame my party and God. RJ, he's looking at you. <laughs> so he went to this crime boss and started up a good relationship, but uh, a little ways in, they learned that the crime boss was working for the imposter, and, but Calvin's character was still pretty, uh, he didn't really care, he was just more out to get power wherever it came from. My guy was evil. So, uh, they were roped into this resistance, and the last remaining resistance member was like, hey, here's what's going down, here's the deal. There are a few ways you can go with this. If you really want, we can just charge straight to the imposter and take him out, assassinate him. All good. Uh, we could go rescue a few resistance members from the clutches of the corrupt town guard. And we could take out the uh, local crime boss to weaken the imposter's hold on this city. And they decided to go rescue the resistance members. They fought some guards. Calvin very... Oh, wait. And go for it. Can I can I explain my portion of this? Yeah, go for it. So yeah, we show up at the guardhouse, right? The yeah. town guard. Um, and everyone's like sitting on the side of the street. They're like, oh, we see a guard at the entrance, and like one person had a magic item that they could see through they were x-ray specs, so they were looking through the walls. So they were like, Oh, there's like guards over here and like stuff, and they're like trying to figure it out. And so I'm like, okay. So I just walk straight up to the guard. Mm -hmm. and I just intimidate him to take me all the way down to the prisoners 
and just give them to me. <laughs> so I walk that. into the guards, like main building, just go down to the prisoners, get them to give, give them to me. Captain of the guards starts walking down the street. Satara and Charlie, the bumbling fools that their characters were, start arguing with each other until they start a fight with the guard captain. Now, a couple of details. <laughs> couple of details that should be noted. One, Calvin's intimidate was by pretending to be an agent sent by the imposter, which would leave him very high ranking, which helped with his convincing. Two, um, not only did Satara and Charlie squabble and start a fight, the captain of the guard was a racist and a horribly cruel and abusive man, and they were both a gnome and a tiefling, so he already didn't like them. And they did nothing to help themselves in the situation. So they start a fight. Uh, the fourth person, Nicole, jumps in, and they all do... They do pretty well. I mean, they take a little bit of damage, but they handle the situation while Calvin sits inside and just watches. What level are Nicole shoots Tatera with an arrow. They were level three. Okay, okay. And... It was what eight thirty ish, eight forty five. Uh, I think we started final combat at nine, around nine. So yeah, we probably finished around eight thirty. So they finished that one up. They go back, and the guy who roped them into the resistance, Quentin, is like, "All right, well, they, here are the other two options, or we can." They retrieved a map and some notes and things, and they decided, "Well, let's shore up our hold over this town." And take out the crime. Whoa, boss. whoa, whoa, whoa! Our my the my party decided that I <laughs> after we came back from this big fight, everyone's like, oh, well, because I didn't fight, so yeah. I had no skills wasted. I had full health. I was fine. So <laughs> everyone's like, oh, we need to short rest, and I was like, well, I don't want to short rest. So my character leaves. Everyone else is short resting at this house on the edge of town. So what do I do? I go to the crime boss and. <laughs> try and make a deal with him because I know he's already, I already know that he works for this imposter and my character's evil. So I don't give a crap. So I go to make a deal with this, the, this uh, crime boss guy, which kind of upset some of my party members, even like the act, like the actual people, not the PCs. Oh, <laughs> I love when that happens. So we had that going. Yeah. And <laughs> who got upset? Who actually got upset at that? Nobody got really upset about it. You know, uh, I want to hear from Calvin. I want to hear from the player that was doing that side. Nicole wasn't thrilled with me. She, I'm pretty <laughs> sure she herself hated my character. <laughs> to be fair, those two characters started off antagonistic towards each other. No, 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 no. I was fine. She constantly hated me for no reason. And my guy was evil, so I didn't give a crap about it. Which means you didn't do anything to help the situation. Yeah, but I also didn't do anything to cause the situation. But that's the second point. So he gets back, and they, um... He's given the crime boss some warning that, like, hey, you don't have much time to think about this, something might be going down. And they, their plan of attack is, okay, Calvin's gonna go inside and lead him out into the street, and we'll fight out there instead of trying to fight inside. Yeah. And they go through with this, and I did roll to see if the, what the crime boss would do to in regards to Calvin's proposal. I didn't want to just say no out the bat. Unfortunately, Calvin, the rolls did not go your way. RJ brought the crime boss a warforged and ten guards nope. into eight, the street. Eight guards. <laughs> but that's a, wait! They're level three! Now, here's, my, here's part of the problem. 
I go to the other hey, side of the street hey, and hey, get hey, hey, one shot. Up a step. We gotta back it, back it up a step. I hadn't had anything technically prepared because I didn't know what direction they would go in. I didn't want to prepare any encounter. Like I had, I either had to prepare all the encounters or no encounters. So this is an encounter I made up on the fly. And so okay. there's ten enemies total, and they debated bringing help. And decided, well, we handled the town guard. This shouldn't be too much of a problem. We can handle this. The enemies I chose included a minotaur, a okay. warforged soldier from the Eberron book, and ten th- or eight thugs. The thugs have multi-attack and have pack tactics, which I used effectively. Very. I go down, because I roll poorly on initiative, so it's I'm like tor- trying to kill this party. So I'm at, like, the bottom... And I just get killed instantly, like knocked down. And then I think like Satara goes down pretty fast after that. And then, uh, yeah, it didn't. Yeah, it just died. Halfway through, <laughs> I brought in two level five PCs, uh, Lorax, Captain Lorax, and Lance the Bugbear to try and help turn the tide. Because I didn't want to kill them. Like, I didn't want to party wipe them. I just didn't realize how bad I'd done at creating the fight. <laughs> that was an awful encounter. Yeah. <laughs> By the uh, end of the fight, awesome. the only people still standing were Captain Lorax and Charlie's character. And Lorax used, like, revive or something on Lance to bring him back. Because everyone else was too far dead. <laughs> Who's Lance? Lance the, bug the bugbear. Oh, Lance. Okay. Yeah. And to be fair, Nicole had bad rolls on her death saves because she was up on a roof. So once she went down, nobody was attacking her. I was down and the guards came up and just kicked me to death. No. Same with Satara. One guard kicked you and then a turret exploded. Okay, so it's like it's like one thing if you're going to like give them a hard encounter. It's another thing to just pull random strad shit out of your ass and be like, this is going to be a super fucking hard encounter you guys are not prepared for in the slightest. I didn't look at it and go, boy, howdy, I can't wait to just slaughter them like lambs. <laughs> I went, okay, I got this guy, and you know what? Yeah, I guess he'll have a right-hand man, and this is a pretty cool stat block. And uh, these are thugs at one half CR, that's pretty low, and they've been handling everything else pretty easily. Because I'm really bad at running combats, so this should be fine, and it wasn't fine. You had eight thugs, though. That's a lot. Yeah, I know that now. This is why that's eight thugs. That's four CR, four CR plus. Yeah. Because, like, technically, a a five CR is technically made for four, five level five characters. Four or five level five characters. That's how CR works. Yeah, that, uh. (laughs) I don't know if CR rules apply to me. (laughs) Considering how steamrollery it's been the rest of the uh, encounters or it had been i'm just saying <laughs> it truly was oh, not nicole my intent was not, nicole was also not happy with me personally because i was joking to rj that like all of the encounters were so easy and then we got party wipes and she i did not know that was a joke hard i did not know that was a joke i said joke to be nice <laughs> so so you thought uh, they oh were no what i said easy <laughs> Well, I mean, I was just get, I was poking fun at RJ. Like they weren't too easy, but I didn't I didn't want him to like turn the difficulty to twenty. 
I don't want to. I want to be. I want to be uh, five level one characters fighting a fucking CR, uh, a fucking level twenty character campaign. Like <laughs> that's not what I wanted. I wanted. I wanted something that we could get challenged, but I didn't want to like party wipe. <laughs> that was challenging. How is it challenging when two characters go down in the first round? Well, it makes it a lot more possible. difficult, don't it? Did you guys at least get to throw a punch, or...? I did not. I just died. To be fair, <laughs> their tactics going into it were not great, because Calvin led them out into the street, which meant all of them were on top of him immediately. Were, were they, uh... I don't know, man. Satara uh, was, was down the street a little ways, Nicole was on the roof, were, and Charlie RJ, was out they back. They were in a basement with more guards in the basement. I could either have fought them in the basement where there were more guards, <laughs> or take them outside. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> I tried to negotiate, but you wouldn't have it. Let's 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 go throw some punches. I I would say that's Satara did really that's well, all things considered. The only reason he went no, no, down no, no, no. was because Satara died. His turret did well. Well, no, even, the only reason Satara died was because the Minotaur charged him, which did double damage on the Gore attack, which just managed to get through his defenses. But yeah, how you doing, John? I'm I'm okay. <laughs> Did you understand everything that happened there, John? Um, most of it. That's good. Part of it. Anyhow, I've really, <clears throat> I've not played D and D much in my life, but I can. it's fun. You should uh, try it, and obviously not let RJ DM you a combat with Calvin. Don't force me to improvise <laughs> combat. Yeah, I remember playing with Calvin once. Calvin just like very nearly died in the first encounter because he did like that a shockwave or something. No, I thought I almost killed one of our own people. Oh, you yeah. might have almost killed Matt. Because I had DM for you guys Matt. before. And that was different, though. That was before you had more practice, RJ. We did do a few sessions, and then we stopped. <laughs> we never left the alleyway. Yeah, but you guys got to the alleyway. We started next to it. <laughs> and we made it all the way to a bar, and then Matt flirted with the, the barkeep, and then we stopped after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was two <laughs> sessions. Yeah. I'd say that was pretty good for my first time as a real DM. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I didn't have any problem with your DM ship. We just stopped playing. Yeah. Well, it didn't help that we were on three different continents. That did yeah. make it tough. Was I in England at that point? Yup. Yep. Really? Yeah. Just like one of them, I think, and then you might have been back. So what? Okay. What? You were in Japan, England, and then America. United States. God, what the what the fuck is that? That's like trying to play D and D. Like usually one more fucking person. You have the four corners of the fucking world there. Yeah, yeah it, like... was, it was like evening for them. It was early morning for me. Yeah, it was like six a.m. for Calvin. It was like ten p.m. for me. And then it's going to be, what, like, 5 p.m. for for RG? Yeah. <laughs> you just needed someone there at 10 a.m. and there been, you know, rocking time. How many people do we have with that? Because we had Calvin, John, Matt, James, and... Uh, that was it. No, Kirsten. Kirsten was in, too. Was she? Yep. She was, because... I'm trying to remember. Um... There was an issue about drow el or like a, I think it was John's character didn't like elves. Oh yeah, but she was. That was an orc that was racist against elves. Yeah, she was technically drow elf, so it was all cool. Yeah, only them high elves. Only them high elves. I was like a 
sorcerer, some kind of sorcerer, human probably. Yeah, you were a human sorcerer yeah. who was lawful evil and were put under the watch of Matt's paladin as your community service. And I was like the storm oh, yeah. aspect or something. You were a storm wizard. The storm wizard. I think at least 20 minutes were spent on you trying to escape from Matt. And we had like PC persuasion rolls against yeah, each was, other, and that yeah, was just that was, not a good ooh, idea. Yeah. <laughs> a, never, never, never do that. I've gotten a lot better at playing, and Arjun's gotten better at DMing. Well, thanks. Got one encounters. <laughs> yeah, RJ, your encounters sound like they suck ass. But to be fair, they do. Honest. <laughs> just to be honest with you. And, like, if there's one thing to be bad at DMing D&D, it would be. Like, like I'd rather be bad at encounters than actually DMing the game. Like, yeah. because, like, the encounters are, like, they're, they're good pace breakers, but, like, I don't know. They don't really make the game for me. Well, honestly, I... It really is just my learning curve, because, like, I ran a pre-made game, the uh, starter set box, Mine of Fandelver, and they one-shot the final boss because I didn't play him well. Well, that's because you kept giving us, you gave us a new level after every session, so we were level five going in. Yeah, but by the end of that campaign, you should be about level five. Oh, well, then I got nothing for you, because I definitely walked in and one-shot that boss. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, RJ, you could just be like me and then, like, basically one-shot Strahd. <laughs> one-shot something that has 200 HP. Okay, but oh, wow. you didn't do that. I basically... I did, what, 180 to him? Yeah, and then he ran away and rebuffed, and it was you and Tanner taking him on while the rest of us held off his minions. Jesus. No, 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 the last, last hit on him was me critting him. Oh, really? And, yeah, I crit him for 180. And then he had 200 health, and I just had to hit him a second time, which I did, but proceeded to. So they did one hit him, but it took two attacks. Yeah. Because, like, uh, because you know how, like, uh, Dracula goes into that, like, beast, bestial form? Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the hell that's called. Uh, yeah, Dracula goes into that, like, bestial form, and he, uh, so after you go into that beast, uh, Andrew was planning on making him go into that beast form at 100 health, but, yeah... Doesn't really yeah. work when you just strike him down. <laughs> My bad. Uh, remember the the first RPG we played together, Calvin and RJ, <laughs> where I became the villain and completely derailed what RJ was going to do with the story. To be fair, okay, so no, I don't remember this. That was the space one um, with the just, couch gun. <laughs> yeah, oh, words yeah. couch gun. Because <laughs> that was for my birthday. I just wanted to run some bullshit little thing to have fun. Made up some crappy, crappy, crappy system in the span of like five minutes, and let you guys do whatever you wanted. So Matt's race NASCAR. Yup. <laughs> yeah. So the first thing RJ does is tell us to make a character and pick an inventory. When none of us have, like, ever played an RPG before, I remember notable things in my inventory were a couch gun, a <laughs> chunk of the Berlin Wall, and a newspaper from 1932. I forgot about I like, the other two! <laughs> and I like, then, um... I like the chunk. Like, like were you just at that rally? Like, three, <laughs> two, go, that, It whoa. came in handy. <laughs> um, and then I was playing an Argonian from the Elder Scrolls universe in all space. Alright, alright. Um, our friend James was like this hyper masculine space cop. Oh, that's right. Android. He had a mech suit. Who was very patriotic to the United States of America. The space United States of America. 
the space United States of America. Um, eventually, he like the first we start in a bar, and then he just starts killing people for no reason. <laughs> and then I hit him over the head with the chunk of the Berlin Wall, and he goes out cold. You have a much better memory of this than I do. <laughs> I really don't remember like any of it. Well, because then the other things that happened were um, was Joshua. He was there. And his oh, parents, yeah, yeah. he was taking it a little bit more seriously, so he had a spy who like snuck into the back room and snuck out the back. And y'all eventually went to Calvin's ship because Calvin was the pilot. <laughs> Luke was playing a basically an Aarakocra bard, and he spent a lot of time just in the ship's like rec room, just hanging out and playing music. James was below decks working on his armor. At one point, John, you took the bridge. Yeah, I took the bridge, and then I locked everybody out by, like, putting a couch over a ladder hatch. <laughs> um, there was, like, this... I had this chameleon companion who was, like, whispering in my ear and influencing me. <laughs> he was the true villain. Well, at one point, you hid in the supply closet and oh, asked yeah. me to put a bag of peanuts above you. Oh, yeah, I had a severe peanut allergy, too. I really don't remember. Like I was really good at character building. I promise. <laughs> I promise I'm good at character building. Like hmm, I have a peanut allergy. In. It's like uh, Jumanji. My weakness is cake. <laughs> <laughs> and then John got killed by the peanut allergy. But the what there was an iguana or chameleon. Oh, it was an iguana. I think the iguana went into the pilot seat, which was an ejector pod, and ejected himself into space and flew away. <laughs> The escape pod was the bridge. Matt's character wound up getting sucked out into space at one point and got picked up by the Space American Police. Because yeah, I think I vented the oxygen at some point. We should, we should pick that back up. Yeah. <laughs> RJ's entire plan was for us to just go to like this deserted asteroid prison and figure something out. Never happened. But uh, no, that was I made else. sure that didn't happen. That was something else. Because now I'm remembering a time where we were in your basement. That was when I DM'd. DM'd a Pathfinder. Nope. I got something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did that, but there was... That was in John's basement. That was in John's basement, yes, but I'm sw- I swear, because originally, the one at my place, we were going to go... There was like a bounty. John, are you also giggling about the field fire? I'm, I'm thinking about the field fire. <laughs> um, in the Pathfinder campaign, I was a gnome, and I ended up like... Facing up against a whole squad of barbarians. You yourself were a barbarian. Uh, was I a barbarian? Yes. I was a gnome fighter, I think. Either way, you were a gnome big old tough guy. And then did I set the field on fire, or did they? I think you did. I think I did to get away. Me realizing we split the party, and um, I could not take on six barbarians by myself. Set this <laughs> highly flammable grass on fire, and scampered away. Meanwhile, James and I are trying to catch a fox. <laughs> you know, every and, time I DM D&D, uh, somehow, some way, like a fire always occurs. <laughs> I mean, always. Like it doesn't matter. Like we could be in a forest, we could be on a mountainside. It doesn't fucking matter. If anything is fucking flammable, it'll find a way to catch fucking fire. And it's always my damn player's fault. I mean, <laughs> I want to see. James was gonna fire under the ocean. Fucking Sorry, RJ, no, I was just gonna say that James was gonna set the bar on fire after they weren't open. Well, my, my my current campaign I'm running, my fucking one of my players is ready to set the a bar on fire right now. They just set a fucking carriage on fire for no fucking reason. 
I was like, why? And I was like, why does everything get lit on fire? Because they can't do it in real life. So they There's, have to do it in the game. And they're like, fire, fire, everything burned. And I'm just like, oh god. I think I think it's just the way I DM. I just like elicit like do whatever the fuck you want and people just wanna light things on fire. <laughs> Roll for a chance to catch on fire. I've now just been inspired. I want to do a character that's a pyromaniac, except their magic is completely ice and like wind-based. So every time they try and start a fire, it gets put out by themselves. Like they just can't start a fire no matter what they do. Jeez. That's a fun idea. Yeah. And oh yeah, I have these updates for you on this fun Kingdom Hearts. Oh game. yes, yes. So no, the DLC. DLC. Where were we last? We left. Uh, I want to make sure we. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna recap that. You can go listen no, no, to no, no, the no. last. Just, episode. just like the very just... last moment of it. Last we left the characters. Sora, oh, Sora died. Did Wayne? Sora died. Did Sora die at the end of three proper or at the yeah, end of three, three proper? Okay. So uh, at the end of three proper, he goes off and to try to save Kyrie, and then they have an image of him fading away, holding Kyrie's hand, and Kyrie's there. So, um, and then Sora's dead. So uh, going to DLC now, uh, DLC mode. So in in the DLC trailers, they were talking about this box. If you don't recall me speaking about that last time. Not sure, Calvin, if you listened to the last episode I was on or not. I did not. But it was uh it's quite the ride. Um so they 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 were gonna grab this mystical box and they're gonna reveal what it was, and that's all the trailers were about. Uh come to find out that the first five minutes was uh the first twenty minutes of the our cutscenes, all new cutscenes, and five minutes about this box. They don't Talk about the box again the rest of the deals. Oh my god. <laughs> so, Classic Kingdom Hearts. It's great. It's great. They they advertise it like heavily. And I mean heavily advertise it. Um but yeah, so you go through basically basically uh Sora learns that he's like, I need to save Kyrie. So he jumps into the world and you go back to another world and you're like, Ooh la la, I'm here to save Kyrie, and they're like, Nope. You've 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 opened too many hearts. You already know what's gonna happen if you keep opening them and reviving them. And he's like, I don't care. I'll take that risk. Wee! And then you go replay the last like three hours of Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I wish. Like, I wish DLC costed thirty dollars. By the way, so it's so, ten dollars uh, an hour for the last three hours of the game. So you play replay through the last three hours of the game. Is um, that it? You get new content in there, um, and then so you get a little bit of new cu- like cutscenes, but it's basically nothing. You can play as like other characters and shit like that, but it's nothing else. So that's that's the three hours. There's two more hours, like an hour and a half left in it in the DLC, and uh, and this is just in the remind DLC because there apparently was more just the remind. Um, so with with the remind DLC, then uh, there's just so. Like uh, how is so you play the end, you get to the part where you're like about to go back into the past to fight the big bad and kill him, and Sora is like, "Oh no, I need to go say Kyrie. Uh, this is where Kyrie dies." And then you watch Kyrie die for like like three times in a row. Um, and then you just, and then then you get all the heart pieces for Kyrie, and you fight. They put in finally put a new boss in the game. And it was super easy. It was super bust. It, it, you're so busted at this point. It was super easy. Um, 
Uh, dark, goofy. But then, but then the main the main villain of the Kingdom Hearts comes up and he's like, "Yes, now that you only have five of the seven pieces of Kyrie's heart, you will run out of time and be in this loop forever." And you go back into your own soul. So Sora's hopping from heart to heart and reliving basically all the emotions that these characters were having. And so that's the whole idea of this. You're reminded about that. Uh-huh. Um, and then, so the last two uh, Kyrie hearts, uh, so you go back to the main, main timeline where everyone else is, all the other characters are, and there's this really epic fight scene, uh, like very anime, between like all, all the main characters group around and start attacking things. Um, and uh, then Mickey does his final, then, then there's a thing called Mickey's final stand in this. Um, uh, have any of you guys played Metal Gear Solid 4? Nope. No. All right. So uh, it's a, basically it's Wait, Mickey walking. I, I want to ask one question. Does Mickey yeah. have a giant robot? No. no uh, Mickey. Does Mickey climb a ladder for half an hour? I wish. <laughs> But it's basically what's happening. So you're walking straight. Mickey's like fucking destroyed. Like he's so beat up and hurt, but he's like limping his way to the light. And he gets keeps getting shot with darkness. And at one point he's like, I cannot let the darkness win. And he's just, <laughs> he's just walking down this hall. It's so epic. It's just walking this as these enemies are just shooting things at him and trying to kill Mickey. But Mickey refuses to go down and summons the light. And, that, and then you fight. What's uh, the final boss again as uh, Sora, and that was the DLC. Um, <laughs> Mickey thermonuclear detonates. Yeah, basically. No, literally, basically what happens. It's like blows <laughs> fucking up. Says, oh man, I'm, I'm done. Fuck, fuck Disney. Fuck everything. Um, <laughs> but, so, uh, have you guys ever heard of a game called Final Fantasy uh, 13 Versus? Uh, not the yeah. Versus part. Okay, so uh, RJ, just to fill you in, uh, the creator of, of Kingdom Hearts and the person who worked recently on the newest Final Fantasy uh, is Tetsuya Nomura. Nomura was working on this game called Final Fantasy Thirteen Versus. Uh, he's too much of a perfectionist, and so they canceled the project and made it into Final Fantasy Fifteen, mm. which wasn't his vision for the project. So, fast forward, why is this relevant, you may ask? Well, this man is so fucking petty. He, um... He fucking at the the secret boss for um what is it called the secret boss for Kingdom Hearts the, the DLC is this uh, guy called uh, uh, Zora and he he's like this video game character in the Kingdom Hearts world and you actually go into his world and fight some things but he's the secret boss uh, if you beat him the one cutscene out there of Versus thirteen uh is the exact same cutscene that you get. If you beat this guy. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, so it's like, oh my gosh. No, like it be a, so it, it's like, so the whole idea that people are saying is that this is called Kingdom Hearts DLC Remind because uh, Namora is reminding us about the game that Square Enix took away from him. Good. <laughs> because it's called Final Fantasy thir- uh versus 13, 13 versus. There's 13 bosses that you have to beat in order to fight Zora. Zora is like, you're reminded that, hey, he's the same character from the fucking takeaway game. And it's just like this huge conspiracy theory that the man has paid 30 bucks literally just to give Square a big fucking middle finger. That's all he did. He paid, he made us pay $30 as Kingdom Hearts fans to say fuck off to his own company. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. And the conspiracy <laughs> theories grow deeper. 
Career goals. Career goals right there. Getting your whole fan base to give your company money just to tell them to fuck off. <laughs> Such a weird fucking way to do that. I don't know, man. I, I enjoyed the DLC, though. Um, it did not do anything for the story-wise. It just said Sora's dead. It just showed you how Sora died. Sora's um, still dead, people. Yeah, Sora's still dead, and people are still upset about it. Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> not 4. It's going to not- take another 20 years to get to Kingdom Hearts 4. I don't even think Ford will never exist. We're going to reboot the franchise first. <laughs> to be fair, has any Kingdom Hearts game really brought anything, like, conclusive to the story? Yeah, we talked. Hearts 1. We spent well, yeah, an I hour talk- talking about how it just keeps building more questions, not answering them. It answers some. I told you, Kingdom Hearts 1 is literally just, I want to go find my friends, I found my friends, I lost my friends again. Like, what don't you understand? <laughs> and then they built off the problem with more questions. <laughs> What's the one that introduces Aqua? Um, Birth by Terra, Sleep. Birth by Sleep. Yes. That one seems to contribute a lot to the story too. Oh, without a doubt. That, that one's a lot. There's a lot to that game. I barely touched on it when I was talking about it. Imagine <laughs> only playing Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, and 3. There's a lot of fans out there that did that too. You would be just... so confused when you hit 3. <laughs> I oh kind of want to do that now. Just play 1, 2, and 3 and see what I can figure out. Well, there's a lot of people out there that did that actually. That uh, that only played um one and two, and then they saw that Kingdom Hearts three, and they're like, "Hey, I remember that from when I was a kid. I played the first two. Nice." <laughs> <laughs> um, the cool thing is though, in Kingdom Hearts three, they give you like these cool little storybooks to uh, show you what happened in all the games. Mm-hmm. Um, now these storybooks are about if you watch all of them, they're about fifteen minutes. Um, and they leave out a lot, of, like, they leave out, not a lot, they leave out enough to where you're still fucking confused. But then again, what Kingdom Hearts fan is not confused? <laughs> I don't know. I think they're all confused. I mean... If you're not confused, you're not a true fan. Basically. I guess that makes us all true fans. I think you're just a little bitch if you can't admit that you don't know what the fuck is going on. There's, there's Kingdom Hearts fans out there that are like, I know exactly what's going on. And then they then they do what they did with this DLC and it's like, fuck, dude, do I actually oh, know? Oh, yeah, know. what's in the box? What's in the box then? We don't know what's in the fucking box! It's just a music box. It's the real Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts is in the box. Oh, my gosh. That's what it's Mickey did with the Nord- Souls of the Uprising. It's Zeminord Terra. It's everyone got norted. You're it's norted. um, it's Yen Sid's Heartless. The box. You mean Disney's? You know, my theory is that Disney's Heartless is Yen Sid. Uh, that's yeah. my that's my fan theory. Is that uh, not Heartless? It's fucking nobody is Yen Sid. That's that. It's just Disney. Walt Disney's nobody is Yen Sid. Huh. That's all I'm saying. All I'm so saying. It's, it's the frozen brain of Walt Disney in the box. <laughs> you know? It's his, uh, it's his heartless. His heartless is in the box, because the nobody is the Yen Sid. Wait, do I have that yeah. backwards? No, no, Yen <laughs> no, no, Sid no, is yeah. the nobody. Okay. Yen Sid's the nobody. Yen Sid is, uh, Disney's nobody, and, uh, Walt Disney is the, like, is the Ansem to Ansem. Uh, he's the, he's the guy from the past. <laughs> it's all coming together. We've got this, guys. I think, I think we finally figured it out. <laughs> We just pull out 50 more whiteboards and we can start drawing more arrows. Yeah. So get ready for the Kingdom's Hearts fans to flock to this podcast as the official source of... My question then, <laughs> if Walt Disney created Mickey Mouse, did Mickey Mouse depose him and take over the kingdom? I don't think Mickey's as much of an autocratic dictator as you think he is. He's a king! 
Yeah. There's no, there's been no, as far as I'm aware in Kingdom Hearts, there's been shown no checks and balances on his power. Which I mean, means as we've he learned has from to history, be an autocratic dictator. As we've learned from history, the people will depose the monarchy if it's unfavorable to them. Or. Well, it's fucking Mickey Mouse. If I was ruled by fucking Mickey Mouse, oh my fucking god, I would be. Dude, I would totally do it. Fuck it. I love yeah. Mickey Mouse. See? There are drugs in the food. So I'm the greatest people. So, why does Mickey dress as an Organization 13 member? Because he's a boss. The darkness. Um, the darkness. The darkness. The darkness. The darkness. Sora's coming. Don't give in to the darkness. The darkness, Sora. We can't, we can't let the darkness affect us. Yes, Sora. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So, wait. Is Sora, like, dead dead, or does he have a Heartless and Nobody? Nobody again? is dead He's dead in this franchise. I mean, technically the Heartless and Nobody already exist. Yeah, they, so what the, <laughs> I skipped a lot. Did you listen to the last one I explained this? Yeah. Yeah, it was okay, a lot of fun. So, so, yeah, okay, I'm glad. Because I skipped, I skipped a lot when it came to Kingdom Hearts 3. So uh, they revive everybody. So, like, all these, all these people that had, like, Nobodies and, uh, like, Heartless, I guess. Uh, all these Nobodies got Hearts again. So now, like, Sean, Roxas, and all these other characters are, like, uh, what is it called? Um, actual, actual characters. They're actual humans. But I thought Roxas was a, a heart, a nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They gave him a heart. But, like, Kingdom a Hearts different Street. heart? Yeah, it's not Sora's heart. It's a different heart. Is it somebody else's heart? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> See, I'm telling you, Mickey has the power to do that. He can take is innocent... that what Kingdom Hearts is? Can you just generate new hearts? Uh, dude, all I know, I play the games, and they tell me that let to let my heart be the guiding key. So Mickey has the I political power to take innocent <sighs> subjects of his kingdom and remove their hearts to give them to people he deems more worthy. So your heart can open the box. <gasps> dude, you're right. Oh, dude, <laughs> fuck! I need to find the more right now. The box is my heart. Oh my god, it's like heart shaped box. <laughs> The box is your heart's nobody. Even though, even though a heart shaped box is is it's not what <laughs> <laughs> not what people think it is. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is a PG thirteen podcast. We're only allowed to drop the f bomb one fuck, time. Fuck that shit. Hey, we hey. already used our allotment for the. Hour. We already have the already explicit tag it. on iTunes. We're good. We're on uh, iTunes. Yeah, we're on iTunes. And we're on Stitcher. Oh, wow. Oh. We're also on Spotify. I know we're on Spotify. So, um, guess what I, I learned last week? Same. I've been saying our... What? No. Shut up. No. Stop. Oh. Well, I think we tripped off his Google Home. <laughs> yeah, I'm Google. Google. Music. Google. So, um, copyrighted. I learned that I've been saying our, uh... Twitter handle wrong for the last 12 episodes. Yes, it's better Budcast. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. That's why I couldn't find it last time. Yeah, that's on me. You know, My bad. Called to clarify, we are at better Budcast on Twitter, and Adam Sandler has not gotten back to us yet. He is not. <laughs> I'm, it makes me sad. That's disappointing. I wish he got back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very disappointing. Super Sandler Endgame might not happen, folks. You just have to Sorry. believe. Right? <laughs> and There's still time. Maybe tweeted him again? <laughs>
No, then it just seems desperate. She starts just tweeting at random celebrities to see if we get their intention somehow. To recruit their help in getting this movie made. <laughs> who does Sandler work with frequently? Um, Besides himself. Oh no, that's a dark thought. <laughs> I was going to say a lot of dead people. Does he have but... any siblings? Well, we can find like a less like famous sibling. Uh, let's go for Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, that works. <laughs> What's Mark Wahlberg's Wait, what Twitter handle? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Alex, would you do let's me a favor? For the, let's go for that guy from Kingdom Hearts. Um, we'll tell him he can put Final Fantasy thirteen verses in the movie. If he helps. <laughs> Tsuya Nomura. Tsuya Nomura. Alex or Calvin, do either one of you have either Twitter handle? I'm currently waiting for a Twitter handle to put into this message. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, let me see. Tsuya Nomura. Twitter. Can we just tweet random Kingdom Hearts questions at him instead? He's at Crazy Nomura. You're going to have to spell that for me. I don't know if this is a real Twitter account. This isn't official. This oh. is not official. It's not verified? It's not verified. Yikes. Okay. Got to cancel that plan. Let's go back to Mark Wahlberg. What's Mark Wahlberg's Twitter handle? Well, then again, this is, this is... I want to know what his actual Twitter is because, like, this is... I don't know how to spell his... I don't know... I don't know Japanese. <laughs> For what? What are you trying to do? At Mark Wahlberg. Did you find oh, it? No, at least what Twitter are you trying to find? Uh, Tatsuya Nomura's. I don't know how to fucking... I don't even know uh, if he had a Twitter. He might yeah. not. Oh, it is a parody account. Yeah. The cra- at Crazy Nomura. Without a doubt, if it, it says it right in the title. <laughs> it does say it right in the description. <laughs> um, we could just tweet straight at Square Enix. Oh, dude. Dude, that might be, that might be a better option here. Probably... Can we make Final Fantasy Sandler? <laughs> it's weird at Adam Sandler too. Crossover idea? Question mark. <laughs> can Adam Sandler be in Kingdom Hearts Four? Hang on. So uh, can Captain America be in Kingdom Hearts Four? Why do you want Cap? Why Because he's a Disney character now. You know, you're right. So what's Square Enix's uh, thing? Is it just Square Enix? Yeah, Square Enix <laughs> underscore Enix. Why are you tweeting at Square Enix? <laughs> because you told him to. I regret hey, my at Square Enix. And we could tweet at, wait, Reggie, Reggie has a Twitter now. Why don't we just ask him to get us the hookup with uh, Nintendo? Can we put Adam Sandler in Smash? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Reggie. Let's, we're trying to get out. <laughs> no, I know Sakurai has a Twitter and he looks at it because he he comments about it when he talks about the Smash, when Smash directs. Hey, at Square Enix and at Adam Sandler, what do you guys think about doing a crossover in Kingdom Hearts 3, or th- Kingdom Hearts 4? <laughs> People are going to think we're obsessed with Adam Sandler by looking at the tweets. Well, we are. <laughs> are we not? This is the second episode we've talked about. You'll it. learn. Out of, like, what, 14? This is the 13th episode. To be fair, my last, the, out of the three, four tweets I've sent, one of them was at J.K. Rowling. One of them, two of them have been at Adam Sandler, one of them was at Square Enix, and one of them was at Mark Wahlberg. Oh, you actually got to Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, I tweeted at Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> oh, no. He's at the Wahlberg. This should be a new segment, where we, it's, a, it's, it's becoming better buddies, where we try and meet other people. Let's call it Screaming Into the Void. Uh, I mean, same thing. But we're know. bound to get a response, right? Like Statistically speaking, eventually it will happen. Eventually. <laughs> 
Dwayne the Rock Johnson one day. I don't know, man. Well, Alex, please, we don't want to burn through all of our celebrity credentials right now. I'm just saying, Dwayne is a pretty hunky man. We'll do the him on the to get blocked by every official celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we get banned by Twitter first. No. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good goal. See who can get the most blocks but, without getting banned. That's, that's, a, it's, yeah, that's an interesting game. Who can get the most yeah, blocks by celebrity? Verified accounts. How, how, many, how many blocks? How, how did you get banned by Twitter? All right, Google time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, RJ, I've identified our next Twitter target. Who? Chris Pratt. Oh, nice. That's a good one. But next week. <laughs> we'll save that one for next week. Put it in the back pocket. So watch out. If you're listening, Chris Pratt, we're coming for you. Dude, there's a whole article about threatening users on Twitter and uh, without getting suspended using this simple one trick. <laughs> what? Doctors hate him. <laughs> hey, you want to know how to commit hate crimes? No. I don't. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> when, whatever you say about unnamed person during his Twitter suspension, you won't be able to see even when he gets back to go. <laughs> so go crazy. Hey, bitch. Oh, man, you're lucky. This guy sucked. This guy, on the other hand, also not great. Say, you're going to do a vi- violence on me? It's for experiment. <laughs> you're going to do a violence on me. <laughs> Oh no, not a violence. Please do not do a violence upon me. <laughs> Say you're going to do a violence on a, a, a picture of, of the void. Someone said, God damn it. Threatening users on Twitter without getting suspended using this one simple trick. He posts that again. And then they said, he said, Nazis hate him. And he got <laughs> My favorite. Oh, Wikipedia on Twitter suspension. This is, oh my god. This is a deep rabbit hole. Oh, we're in it. We're in it to win it. Is there any winning with this topic? Um, no, but Calvin, what day is your birthday? Saturday. Oh, happy early birthday from a better buddy to you. Aww. And this is how we could have ended the episode right there. Easy. <laughs> Just cut it. <laughs> cut it all out. <laughs> I tried to get RJ to cut it last week after saying we ran out of budget. It was so much better, though, that we just kept going. <laughs> I don't know if he actually ran it or not. I never listened that far into the episode. Did. I did. And um, you'll want to listen to the intro for this where you're just like, oh, wait, we're still rolling? <laughs> when this week's episode drops, John, you should uh, at least listen to the intro. I think you'll like it. Listen to this week's episode? Yeah, once it oh, drops God. on Friday. Oh, I know what he did for the intro. Calvin knows. What did we do last week, John? Hello. Oh, nice. <laughs> spoilers for next week. So spoilers for this week, technically. Friday. It's not spoilers, though, if it happens after, after the Time intro. is an illusion. Spoilers for what happened earlier as the person that was listening to this video, start, or video, <laughs> this podcast. So I guess it's more That's of a callback? That's a very good point. Well, Time note. is an illusion. Reality is a lot. Dude, all I'm saying is that George Zimmerman... Got permanently banned for Twitter for posting tweets about revenge porn. The fuck? <laughs> oh, I'm saying Whoa. Okay. <laughs> the same George Zimmerman who shot Trayvon Martin. 
I think so. Probably. Jesus. Yeah. Here, I can click on. I can click on here. We here at Better Buddies do not condone yep, being an asshole. Guy that shot Trayvon Martin. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to end the episode there. That's such a sad point to end on. We're not about that. Hold on, let me find a good one. No, I, I got a good one right here. We can. I have a happy note we can end on. At PutinRF underscore English, imposter account got permanently banned from Twitter for impersonating Russian President Vladimir Putin after a complaint to Twitter from a Russian officials. got Russian officials to notice him and just be like you're fucking we're getting him fucking banned like off of American Twitter good it's not just American Twitter it's American Twitter it's an international product <laughs> sure it is it's like it is. it's not like an international product but with my fucking VPN I can't wa- without a different VPN I can't watch fucking Ghibli movies so fuck off Netflix yeah I'm a Disappointed by that as well. It's okay. The streaming wars will die down soon enough, and the survivors will come out on top because the fucking Peacock streaming service is bullshit. The fuck is that? What? what? The Peacock <laughs> streaming service is coming out. It's supported by Comcast, and I believe it's NBC, right? They have the Peacock as their symbol. And but Hulu like owns NBC. No. No. Fox owned Hulu. <laughs> is all the NBC stuff getting pulled off Hulu? Most likely. Oh, because Peacock's going annoying. to have Psych, the TV show, as well as two movies, uh, Parks and Recreation, and uh, The Adventure the Zone is doing an animated series for them. But uh, an article I was reading said, look, streaming wars are going to be annoying and ugly for a few years, but the newcomers aren't going to be able to survive because, like, who the fuck is going to invest into Peacock over any of these other options? But I mean, have people invested in Disney+. Plus. <laughs> But that was the thing. Disney Plus was a giant that had the way to back it. Peacock just does not have that draw. And Hulu and Netflix are already entrenched. Amazon can just pour money into it without having to worry about it because it's not their primary source of income. Same with AWS. AWS. Uh, But RJ, Peacock is going to have the Rutherford Falls. Rutherford Falls. And MacGruber. MacGruber? Oh, wait. No, I'm thinking of MacGyver. Yeah. MacGyver. Will Sloan, a Canadian film critic, got banned from Twitter by a and Cleopatra for threatening Baby Yoda. This man got banned from Twitter for threatening Baby Yoda. To be Baby fair, it's not even like a real being. Nope, we got must banned. protect. What? We protect the child. Yeah, banned. Yeah, banned from Twitter for saying "fuck Baby Yoda." I think the sentence was too light. He should have been banned from more things. He should have been banned from life. <laughs> nope, that's too far. <laughs> so many, dead. Like so many people Yoda. tried to kill Baby Yoda in the show, and none of them are banned from Twitter. That's because they don't have Twitter in space. <laughs> Just like underwear. <laughs> Thanks, George Lucas. <laughs> George Lucas is clearly space god who knows everything about space. We should tweet at him one of these days. Yeah. He might actually respond. <laughs> Doesn't have much else going on right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, on that note, gentlemen, thank you again for another 
entertaining and fun hour of tweeting at celebrities and discussing Kingdom Hearts. Um, and Dungeons and Dragons. Talking good old D&D. And whatever we started this hour with. Our, ha- our burning hatred for printers. Yeah, and talking about fucking man, what a what a beginning, dude. If episode, what is this? Episode thirteen or fifteen? Thirteen. Episode thirteen. So if episode thirteen doesn't get the most listens, man, I don't know why people are just not intrigued about our talk about Microsoft Excel. I don't know if my future episodes do well. That's all I'm saying. So you can find number, huh? It's a prime number. It is. You can find better buddies on Facebook. And we're on Twitter at BetterBudCast. Got it right this time. Uh, email us at Gmail. We are BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com. That one is correct. I've got that one down. Uh, send are us you your sure? questions, comments, uh, hate mail. And concerns. Hmm? Questions, comments, and concerns. Questions, comments, and concerns. All the concerns. We will help you with your concerns. <clears throat> um, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Link. They're not... We're not on LinkedIn. Yeah, we're on LinkedIn. <laughs> we're on LinkedIn. <laughs> we can yes. be on LinkedIn. We've made it. We've made it, guys. We've done it. Uh, thank you. I the... next time if we uh, made a LinkedIn account. Or... Yeah, we can make a LinkedIn account uh, on episode 15. We'll do that. <laughs> uh, thank you to the band Problem of Interest for allowing us to use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday. Yeah, I got that right. Pretty sure I got that right. <laughs> I feel like this repeats every week. It does, but <laughs> I can always edit it out if I need to. Say, uh, you don't do this in post. Just, yeah, just record it once and then just add it in post. Yeah, well, I like <laughs> the comments. Well, the comments of us being like, you keep fucking this up. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> we still love you, RJ, don't worry. Well, thank you. So... I think so it's bye. Bye. <laughs> Is that it? No, don't, don't, no, not yet. Not quite not yet, yet. You, you viewer, you viewer, listen here. Listen here. Okay, you caught it, right? <laughs> you better, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you better, buddy. Hello. <laughs> no, this should still be your entire intro. Like all of this. Just caught right here. <laughs>